1: is the Tom Hartman Program. Ron DeSantis, it turns out, is recruiting for his own Florida army. What could possibly go wrong? Florida is not unique in this. There are a couple of other states that, that did this back in the 1940s, which is where the National Guard of uh, a whole bunch of states, Florida included, ended up being shipped over to Europe to fight the Nazis. And in some states where the National Guard did more than just you know, be the backup for the military in case we got in a world war, states like Florida that regularly have hurricanes and natural disasters, the National Guard was sort of a disaster relief agency. And when that National Guard in Florida went off to Europe, the Florida legislature got together and started an organization that they call the Florida State Guard, the FSG or FLSG. And uh, this was basically to deal with hurricanes, you know, and natural disasters that happened in, the ni- you know, in, the, in that period from 1941 to 1945. And then it was dissolved in 1945 or 1946 after the end of World War II because it was no longer needed. But the law is still on the books authorizing and so Ron DeSantis is now running ads saying he's looking for people who have a military mentality. they literally the phrase he used was military culture, who are willing to answer to him rather than to the president of the United States. Now, the National Guard of every state does our, you know, answer to the governor of the state, but they also answer to the commander in chief of the armed forces of the United States, which is the president. So Florida's National Guard answers to DeSantis, but they, they also have to answer to President Biden. DeSantis wants to have his own private police force, or his own private army actually, that answers to nobody except him. Now where have we seen this before? Oh yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That's what, that's what Mussolini did. And that's what Hitler did. Remember the SS? I, I, somehow I have this feeling that this is not going to turn out well. But you never know, I suppose. Just a reminder of the money that the National Rifle Association is spreading around. There's a, a summary of this that was put together by Brady United. Now, these numbers are from 2019. They're three years old. So the amounts are much higher than the numbers I'm going to share with you. And keep in mind, 45,000 people were killed by guns in the United States last year. And just let that sink in for a minute. So as I'm reading this list, you might wanna just ask yourself, when is he gonna name a Democrat? Mitt Romney. Received thirteen million six hundred forty seven thousand six hundred seventy six dollars from the gun lobby. Richard Burr, Republican Senator from North Carolina, six million nine hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars. Roy Blunt, Republican Senator from Missouri, four million five hundred uh four four million five hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars. Tom Tillis, Republican from North Carolina, four million four hundred twenty-one thousand dollars. Marco Rubio, Republican from Florida, $3,303,000. Todd Young, Republican from Indiana, $2,897,000. Bill Cassidy, Republican from Louisiana, $2,867,000. Pat Toomey, Republican from Pennsylvania, $1,475,000. Marsha Blackburn, Republican from Tennessee, $1,306,000. Josh Hawley, Republican from Missouri, $1,391,000. Ron Johnson, Republican from Wisconsin, $1,269,000. Mitch McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, $1,267,000. John Thune, Republican from South Dakota, $638,000. And from there it goes down. But uh, big bucks. Big bucks being spent to, to... get Republican senators, there's a couple of them on TV right now pretending that they're all concerned about this, to basically block any effort to do something about the scourge of guns in America. It is absolutely astonishing. Well, it's not. I mean, this, this, I guess this is the logical consequence of five Republicans on the U.S. Supreme Court ruling In a series of decisions from Buckley in 76 to Bilotti in 78 to Citizens United in 2010 to McCutcheon in 2013, ruling that when billionaires or industries pour money into political campaigns in exchange for votes, that is no longer considered bribery or political corruption. That is considered free speech. There is no other developed country in the world that allows this. It's 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 amazing that this is just like we just oh yeah well that's normal here we, you know we just we, oh yeah our, our politicians are bought off of course yeah you know, that's the way it is it didn't used to be this way it's seriously to, to those of you who are younger than me let me tell you I, 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 back when I was a kid it didn't used to be this way I mean yeah there was always influence going on. But do you think that a, a, a Lyndon Johnson today could pass Medicare or Medicaid or the Voting Rights Act or the Civil Rights Act? I mean, it's just, it, it, it has all changed because the Supreme Court changed the rules of the game. And what happened was then the predators came in. All these predatory industries came in and said, yeah, we're going to buy ourselves a politician. Oh, boy, there's a sale going on. Don't you know? And now for 40 years, we've been hearing from these people about, you know, thoughts and prayers. And I think it's time to say enough of the thoughts and prayers. We need action. The police in a so-called gun society where everybody is armed with weapons of war should the police go in sooner to protect our children or should they wait until they think the shooter is out of bullets i mean that that appears to be what happened as the police prevented parents from storming the school for almost an hour why well obviously because this kid was, was he had weapons of war and the police were afraid of him and what's the right-wing's response to this? You go to therighting.com, R-I-G-H-T-I-N-G.com. World Net Daily. it's a spiritual crisis, not a gun crisis. It can't be a coincidence that America is harvesting the fruit of the poisonous tree planted in the 60s. Right. It's all the hippies, right? This is from the American Thinker. Most mass shootings occur in blue states. Right. This one from The Federalist. Dems dismiss shootings when they can't blame a white racist. Oh. The Republicans have an owie. Clash daily. Ghoulish Dems go immediately to opportunism to advance political talking point. None of them are talking about guns. Not a single one of them. The American Spectator. Biden waves the bloody shirt as their headline. Gateway Pundit. Opportunist Beto O'Rourke says the only evil in the Uvalde massacre is Governor Abbott. How dare he? Outclick. Marco Rubio blasts NBA for politicizing Texas school tragedy. Blue state conservative Steve Kerr, the NBA's wokest head coach, goes on bonkers tirade against GOP after shooting. PJ Media, Obama uses Texas massacre to remind us he hates cops. These people are nuts. I mean, it's just reached the point where they're insane. The New York Times has a piece today where Senate Republicans stand on gun legislation. There are three Republicans who are saying that they are undecided. Kevin Kramer of North Dakota. He said, I think think we're certainly going to discuss probably very openly Mitt Romney. I do believe we will be looking at ways to improve background checks. Pat Toomey. My interest in doing something about background checks remains. Every other Republican is saying, no, not going to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to know about it. It's nuts. Len in Woodmere, New York. Hey, Len, what's on your mind today?
2: I heard on MSNBC the story about how Latinos are being targeted by conservative talk shows and th- thinking that there's absolutely no reason why progressives can't do the same and probably much more humorous, humorously and... Uh, well, there
1: is a reason, and it's money, Len.
2: It doesn't cost much to put yourself on YouTube, which a lot of people listen to now. That's a good point. And the other thing that toys that... that imagine, like, you know, some humorous... I, you know, this isn't even funny. I'm starting to agree in, in, with them and say the problem is mental illness. And the mental illness is for someone to actually think that it 's more important to hug a gun than it is to hug children yeah. and mental illness where you would be obsessive about owning guns to the, that you can 't play with other people as opposed to some you know tennis racket or and starting calling gun ownership start calling the ownership of the of these multiple. Guns in your house that can kill in so many different ways—a mental illness. It is a mental illness to actually obsess about this stuff.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, you know, thus my my uh, my joking thing years ago about the small penis gun club. I mean, obviously, this goes way beyond that. But I think you're I think you're absolutely right, Len. Thank you. That's a, that was a good one, Scotty in Seattle. You want to try it again?
3: Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Tom. Uh, for taking my call sure. and uh, so Republicans are who uh, are saying uh, Democrats are trying to take away their guns in the uh, absolute second amendment oh, okay, so well, let's say trump gets a or, or, or trump ilk gets a lot more power comes back now and and trump's admiration of putin now does putin encourage his uh, citizenry to carry guns and fight for
1: yes and enterprise? no there are some fairly stringent gun, gun laws in russia but they also have shooting clubs that that putin likes to celebrate
3: and uh the other communist countries like cuba and north korea i'm just wondering if trump gets enough power and you know he's afraid of getting shot well he's going to start taking away guns if he thinks he can that's why on january 6th he was speaking behind
1: bulletproof glass
3: yeah yeah so that's a consideration if you want to think this whole thing through
1: I'm not a big fan of this idea that the first thing tyrants do is is, uh, disarm the population. Because, yeah, sometimes that's what tyrants do, sometimes that's just, you know, what society does. Let me ponder that one, Scotty. I don't have a glib answer for you on it. It's it's actually, there's a a fairly, a series of fairly complex issues that you've raised. Curtis in Eugene, Oregon. Hey, Curtis, what's on your
0: mind today?
4: The Federal Reserve as part of quantitative easing has been buying Mortgage backed securities. I thought they were just buying T bills. Isn't that a bank bailout? And isn't that so? They threw everybody out of their foreclosed homes and then bailed out the banks. Isn't that state sponsored corporatism?
1: Yeah, it is, and uh, a lot of eyebrows were raised, particularly in 2020, when when the Fed was uh, pouring money into corporate bonds to keep corporations from falling. Uh, they were buying, you know, bond, they bought, uh, as I recall, uh, several airlines bonds from several airlines. They were buying buying bonds from the car manufacturers, a whole whole big variety of big companies as a way of supporting those big companies. When you buy a bond, you're basically loaning them money, and and the Fed has been doing that, and I th- I think it's wrong. Frankly, I don't think it should be happening. But I, yeah, uh, you, Curtis, you, you, you're absolutely right. Angela in New York City. Hey, hey Angela, what's on your mind today?
5: Uh, hi, Tom. I'm still trying to get over the whole Laura Ingram uh, thing you just said about pot. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. um, I'm sorry. I kind of lost. Anyway, I'm a mental health professional. I've been doing this for over 20 years, and I've worked with all kinds of populations, different settings, people who are severely mentally ill, people who are, you know, experiencing, um, you know, some temporary disturbance in their life. What I'm concerned with is the fact that people are throwing the term mental illness around so casually when mental illness in and of itself, you know, it's sort of a term and, it, and it's a whole spectrum. It doesn't mean or it doesn't It's sort of what I'm trying to say is it's giving people the stereotype of sort of like the lone angry nut, you know, that's going around with a gun. When in reality, that's not what's happening. I've never worked with someone who had homicidal ideation who, you know, wanted to do something like that. I I really do believe that I've worked with adolescent boys. I've worked in schools. What I do see and what I have seen, and I see it over and over again, is that poverty. And I know I know conservatives don't want to hear this. I know Republicans don't want to hear this poverty desperation um... Everything that's going on in this country, especially in the last four years, the last 40 years, is pushing, especially young men, over the edge. And if you have one shooting and have another and another, it's just going to keep happening. The country is flooded with guns. And if you have an 18- and 19-year-old who already feels like he's not a man for whatever reason, or he just suffered some sort of loss, or you have an individual who lost their job, lost their family, this has been going on for years. The, the temptation is there. To pick up that gun to try and get even. And that's what we need to look at. We need to stop saying, I know the caller earlier said, you know, that he felt like you were dismissive of mental illness. I, I, I don't believe that at all. I think what's happening is that the term is being used too loosely and it's going to stigmatize those who really need the help, who really do have a mental illness and who really need, you know, assistance. We need to look at what's going on It's a social issue, as well as a mental health issue, as well as just the fact that this country has been completely destroyed for the last 40 years in terms of economics. There's nothing more stressful than being... Poor. There's nothing more stressful than losing your job and having to support a family. There's nothing more stressful than being on welfare and having to live on food stamps. And every time I bring up this argument, I'm told, oh no, you know, it's their fault that they're poor, or whatever. It's, you know, let's blame the poor. But right. that's what I've tried no, to do. I, I think
1: your point is really well said, uh, said Angela. And uh, I worked in the mental health field for a little less than a decade. My, my observation was that, um, and more of a lay observation, uh, you're the professional here but was that most people who are struggling with mental illness are if they are if they are aggressive if there is aggression it's directed inward yeah. rather than outward it's they're, they're self-destructive rather than other destructive
5: exactly I, I totally agree and, and, and in many cases that the last thing you're going to think about is taking up a gun and going on a mass shooting it's not that's not the way that <laughs>
6: works Brian.
1: Although, although many of these probably are suicides, you know, a suicide going out in a blaze of glory kind of thing. I think that that's, that that's fairly common. But still, I think you're absolutely right. There are things that are driving people.
5: And especially young males. And that's what they need to look at because this is going to continue to happen. We've had 20 mass shootings since Uvalde since last week. And I cannot fathom in one week, 20 mass shootings. You know, it's just, Monkey see, monkey do. It's sort yeah. of like, you know, copycat over and over again. No, behavior's and, contagious. Yeah, exactly. So why are we sitting there saying, oh, it's, it's mental illness? It just reminds me of, you know, you know, the whole JFK thing, you know, where I was a lone angry nut. I just, it just drives me crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah. no, Every no, time I'm, I- I'm with you, Angela. I, I do think that Nicholas's point was really well taken, and and we need to address that. And I and I think you did, too. I, I, I you, you, you know, said it very well, but... We do have a crisis in this country, but we also have a gun crisis. Angela, thank you. Thank you so much. That was uh, brilliant. Sometimes, Louise and I just crave a restaurant-quality dinner at home without doing all the work or driving. Well, Cook Unity is the first chef-to-you service delivering locally-sourced meals from award-winning chefs right to your door every week, and it appears to be less expensive than other delivery options. Go to CookUnity.com slash Hartman, the two N's, or enter the code Hartman, the two N's, before checking out for 50% off your first week. We just received our first meals from Cook Unity, and what a huge difference it is to get the best chefs in the country to bring creative, delicious meals to us and you every week. Every meal is handcrafted by chefs and made in local micro-kitchens, not large production facilities. That's 50% off your first week by using the code Hartman or going to cookunity.com slash Hartman.
7: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find Love at First Drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Rudy in Atlanta. Hey, Rudy, what's on your mind today?
4: I was listening to Dr. Angela, Angela, and what she said is right. And I want to add to it. You know, I had the privilege of going to marriage counseling, and there was one thing that stuck out when I went there. There was this word when they say marinating and marinating takes you all the way back from the time you were born to things that you went through, you know, your family and all. So, you know, when we look at the mental issues that this country's face and someone say, hey, you know, this country has a mental problem. No, I want, I want to add the word, and I think this word right here would, would work better because people don't want to think they're crazy. I would like to say that people, uh, we've been poisoned. We've been marinating in hate for a long time. You look at the media, they're not telling the truth. I mean, it, it was just like I was looking at MSNBC last, uh, I think it was last night and they were showing what the uh, Republicans uh, are running on. And they had a little kid sitting there with they AR-15 in his lap. Couldn't have been no more than about three or four. I mean, just think about that. Yeah. I, I mean, we've been poisoned, especially as a black man. I I definitely see the poison. So I, I mean, that's just what it is. I don't. I would like to think that it's not so much a mental issue. This this country has been dipped in poison from day one.
1: It's like a cultural issue. A cultural it, it mental is. poison. Yeah. 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 No, I I, and, I get it, Rudy.
4: And, and and we need to come out. And we need to start saying we've been, you know, poisoned or we've been stewing in nastiness because, right. you know, when you start saying mental issues, most people, especially gun owners, it's, you know, they're not mental. You know, it's just that everyone thinks they, they, they need to have a gun. And, you know, time I own a gun. But you know, I re- you know, I say a prayer and I I pray to God that I never have to really I, I pray to God that I never have to use my gun. Right. I pray to God I never even have to use it. The sight of a gun scares me, Tom, because yep. I know what a gun was designed to do.
1: Yep. I get so, it. I, you know You know, it.
4: we've been We've been pausing in this country,
1: Tom. Yeah, no, I, you're absolutely right, Rudy. We've been marinated in violence and, and hate and racism from the very beginning. Rudy, thank you very much. Richard in Redondo Beach, California. Hey, Richard, what's on your mind today?
8: Hey, Tom, thanks for taking my call. It's my sure. pleasure. And I uh, learned so much from your listeners as well. Me too. Uh, just just one point that I wanted to make that came up, and again, we're a lot of callers uh, like Rudy just called uh, and Angela on the mental illness, and you had the gentleman call earlier that made a very valid point. That Nicholas, New Mexico, we yeah. have more. But, uh, you know, it seems like the people that are uh, backing the NRA are, are trying to use the mental illness as a scapegoat. And I'm saying if, um, if it is mental illness, and it looks like it could be, to, to me, that's more of the reason For gun controls Hmm. in our population, yeah, I I think that needs to be turned turned back to them and say, yeah, yeah, we've got issues, and they don't need guns.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. So the next time some uh, Republican politician goes, "Yeah, we got a mental illness problem in this country," then the response should be, "Well, don't you want to keep guns away from those mentally ill people?" Um, it, exactly. it, it, it has, at a certain level, and you know, per my conversation with Angela a few minutes ago, that then reinforces some really tragic and wrong notions about mental illness. That's the only reason why I would be reluctant to use that. But I well, certainly get the the irony of the whole thing and the BS, you know, of their position. I mean, yeah. it's it's, it's yeah, but, logically and, and, indefensible.
8: Right, and, and to Angela's point, people are stressed. It's not easy living in America anymore, especially since Yeah,
1: it's
8: things the people do not have the opportunities they used to have. Yeah, and it's and uh, everything is college, medical, everything's gone up, and then you start doing and possible stresses, mental illnesses, then you start throwing in
1: conspiracies, anger and hate on top of that, and guns. Right. All being promoted by by literally a multi-billion dollar right-wing media industry. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Richard, thank you. Uh, Very, very well said. Anna in Tustin, California. Hey, Anna, what's on your mind today?
7: Good morning, Tom. I just wanted to um, um, add to Angela's brilliant uh, statement. I thought she was great. She addressed everything that needed to be said. Um, But I just wanted to add a couple things is that um, it's indefensible that the Republicans, if they're going to even use mental illness as a scapegoat for mass shootings, that they're unwilling to fix the healthcare system and um, provide their mental health care in this country. I mean, just going that little next logical step They just say with with mental illness and then they move on. So um, I wanted to, um, I have an academic interest in mental illness, so I do read a lot of medical journals. And over the years, I've never come across anything that said that mental illness was the um, main cause of mass shootings. But I just did a quick Google search for your readers and I came across an article that's dated May 31st, 2022, just a couple days ago, from the Psychiatric Times uh, written by Dr. Sorry, my writing. Uh, Norholm and Dr. Blocky, both PhDs. The title of the article is, Most Mass Shootings Are Terrorists, Not Mentally Ill. That's worth reading. Hmm. So that just gives an overview. Um, And so I just wanted to put that out there. So, and another thing is you mentioned some calls back about uh, perhaps we should be forced to see the images of the children who are shot by the the AR-15s, and that might be an Emmett Till moment. And there's an op-ed in the New York Times dated May 31st. The title is, Should We Be Forced to See Exactly What an AR-15 Does to a 10-Year-Old Body? Yeah, I saw that.
1: I saw that. I've been singing this song for years. You know, and it's like I,
7: I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I think it's it would just be too devastating because when it's just an abstract idea, and also another thing too is Republicans. You know, Nancy Reagan. She didn't care about stem cell research or health issues until her beloved Ronnie became sick mm-hmm. with Alzheimer's. So perhaps, and I'm not saying this in any sort of um, Shot on Floyd. I, I'm, I'm not putting the idea out there that this should happen, but I'm just saying maybe Republicans will start to care if one of their loved ones were caught in a mass shooting like this. Well, Perhaps after Steve Scalise
1: the- was shot by a guy who claimed to be a Bernie supporter, um, you know, he was all in favor of gun control for about 30 seconds, and then the NRA rushed in with a big campaign contribution, and now he's, he's uh, back. Firmly in the nra's camp so i'm uh, you know I'm, I'm not sure that, that that's going to be their come to jesus moment but anna your, oh. your 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 points are made are well made and thank you for the article i just I, while we were talking i googled it i found it in fact i just printed it out and joyce just handed it to me so i'll check that out that's for tomorrow's right. show i appreciate it thank you so much cheryl in jackson michigan hey cheryl thanks for listening to us on SiriusXM. xm what's up can you hear me just fine Well, I just wanted to
7: point out that at one point I had a boyfriend, um, domestic partner, we never got married, but he was violent, you know. He would, you know, hit me when he was mad. But he also smoked dope marijuana, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, when he smoked dope, he was pretty calm and cool. I figured that he uh, was violent because when he was growing up, his father be his mother and all the children right so i just wanted to give an anecdotal story about that well thank you cheryl yeah
1: i i totally get it that you know when people drink a lot they tend to become violent but i you know this idea that when people smoke pot they become violent is just like you know the, the greatest violence that i can imagine would be struggling with the refrigerator door to get into the s'mores you know uh cheryl thank you for the call webb in chapel hill north carolina hey webb what's on your mind today
8: Hey, Tom, I just want to repeat it uh, from that mental illness cannot be uh, treated without health care, just like the argument for abortion cannot be with if you don't have health care once they're born. And a mental illness is advocating violence and hate, which we saw at the NRA with Cruz and Trump. And Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, unfortunately, where I'm from, North Carolina. And I misspoke earlier. He did not say this at the NRA, but he said it a couple weeks before. He said, I own an AR-15 because the government is too big for its britches, in case it got too big for its britches, and said he was going to fill the backside of them britches with lead. Yeah. So he's advocating which,
9: violence.
8: Which is, so is yeah,
1: mental. which is a call to insurrection and is not and has not absolutely nothing to do with the Second Amendment. Although the NRA has been selling that lie since 1978. But spot on, Webb. You know, I absolutely agree. I, I wanted to share a quick story with you, by the way, uh, with, with all, yeah, all of you. Um, I retweeted this earlier today. Uh, you know, the, when they they shot up the schools, so Ted Cruz says, "Oh well, you know, it's doors. We got to fix the doors in the school." Yesterday, a guy shot up a hospital. So now what? We're gonna we're gonna harden our hospitals. Well, this story yesterday, an eight-year-old Portsmouth, uh, Maine boy, was shot and killed in a random shooting Monday while his family was vacationing in South Carolina. Officials said the boy was identified as Quarius Dunham. And he's a third grader at Little Harbor School in, Port, in Portsmouth, Maine. And the South Carolina coroner reported he was shot in the neck and he died. His father was shot in the leg and survived. Police said Charles Montgomery Allen, 40, is accused of randomly shooting at cars, driving by his house Monday on Old River Road in Florence, South Carolina. Three cars were hit. A little a eight-year-old boy killed. So now what are the Republicans going to come out and say, we need bullet, bulletproof glass in our cars? I, you know, I can hear it now, right? Oh, it's time to, it's time to armor up those cars. we got to harden our cars because there's random shooters in South Carolina, don't you know? When does this stop? Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. With higher expenses on materials, employees' distribution and borrowing, everything costs more. Allen in Clut, Texas. Hey, Alan, what's on your mind today? Thanks for watching Free Speech.
9: I'm doing good. Hey, I just put um, your opinion. What about a ban on open carry within a thousand feet of the K twelve schools? I think that, that seems like something the Republicans could get on board with.
1: Yeah, although it's It'd not going to stop school
9: shootings. It's easy to spot the bad guy.
1: Yeah. Well, do you, do you really, th- you know, and I, I understand what you're saying, and I know it's a good faith uh, attempt to add something to the conversation. And I appreciate that, Alan. But I don't think that a school shooter is going to stop a 1,000 feet short of the school and go, whoa, I don't want to get a ticket, you know, a $100 ticket for going on the school property with a gun.
9: If there's a guy approaching your school with an AR or whatever, side on one side, he's a bad guy I mean yeah. he is breaking the law yeah. stop him before he ever gets to the school
1: I'm with you I'm with you and that's and that's probably going to be the new the new norm Alan thank you thank you very much Karen in New Orleans hey Karen what's on your mind today
11: I believe that the whole country is got PTSD because of 9-1-1-0-1. It helped that the uh, Bush Cheney Rumsfeld and Condoleezza Rice added more fear. Then they made Homeland Security Department, which is way too big to fail. Then they had um, uh, uh, the uh, militarization of local police. In uh, Louisiana, we had more PTSD. We could. Katrina and with the oil spill, is getting more and more. After Katrina, the psychiatrist and psychologist in Louisiana ran out of this state because mm-hmm. they did not want to face what was getting ready to happen to people in Louisiana after experiencing that. It's, it's, um, it's too big to fix. And, uh, and also, you have to be court-adjudicated to get a mental ill status on your record. Mm-hmm. So that means you have to go kill a bunch of people and go to court and have a judge adjudicate that you are mentally ill.
1: Right,
11: right. How, how, is, how is restrictions going to help?
1: Yeah, this, the is, whole this is the problem with is these multi, red flag logs.
11: Yeah, multi-killing uh, uh, weapons. Yeah. Uh, Bottom line, that's the only. All these little games they're playing up in D.C., all these little incremental fixes
12: do
1: nothing. Yeah, the bottom line is that we are awash in weapons of war, Karen, and uh, these weapons that were designed to do only one thing kill as many people as possible, as rapidly as possible, and with as much violence as possible. Uh, Thus, you get these, you know.
11: And us Americans are so used to being spoiled and lazy and entitled and um, uh, instant gratification on the computer.
1: Well, those and, are probably all true, but I'm not sure that's feeding you know, our, our gun violence problem.
11: Well, no, but it's feeding the PTSD. Everybody wants to be heard, but, nobody, but then you get on the, the computer and yeah. never yeah, I, gets I, well, heard. I, think,
1: I think along those lines, Karen, you could probably build a case that some of the, the general insanity that you find on social media is, is, is feeding some of the mental crises in America as well. Vic in Indianapolis. Hey, Vic, what's up? I live in the state of Indiana, and just in
12: March... Our governor signed a bill to where we do not, you don't need a license or a background check to get a gun. You can buy it. So Indiana's like now I like just Texas. Into a store. Yeah, it's just yeah. like Texas. But they've also passed some very, very stringent voting laws. So, so right. like, I live <laughs> It's in harder Indiana. to vote
1: and easier to get a gun.
12: Yeah. Yeah. That's so the Republican took Party. down, Yeah, took down a lot of polling places where you could go cast your vote. Increase them, added more into the suburbs where they get most of their votes. Mm-hmm. So somebody in Carmel can go in in 15 minutes, they're out. Here, takes me around two hours. Wow. So it's, it's, it's counterproductive. And it's, it's just like you're being poked in your eye every time mm-hmm. and being laughed at by the Republicans. Like, we can do this to you. We can handle a kid, a gun to a kid, have him shoot your kids, and all we'll offer is thoughts and prayers. Right. And then I'll make it harder for you to vote. Right. Like, wh- I don't I don't see the
1: end road. It's we're in this tunnel with no light at the end. You know, there was a starting point for this, Vic. In the 1970s, this was not a problem in the United States. Uh, I, I think it was 1973 was when, what was it, Richard Speck, if, if I'm remembering correctly or no, it was Whit, Whit, Whitmore. James, which, but there was a guy who climbed up to a tower in in the University of Texas and and shot a couple of uh, people down on the ground. It was in the '70s, but that was like the only mass shooting in the entire decade. And then the Supreme Court ruled that individual corporations. This was in 1978 in the Boston versus Bellati decision that individual corporations could give as much money as they wanted to any individual politician and basically own that politician, and if that politician voted all the time or even introduced legislation that that corporation had written, that that was no longer considered bribery or political corruption, that was considered free speech. And that got us the Reagan administration, and that got us the NRA coming into politics in a big way, The, the, the weapons industry through their front group, the NRA. And ever since then, you have had Republican politicians and, like I said, a few Democrats wholly owned by the National Rifle Association and, you know, by by proxy, Remington and Smith and Wesson and all these other gun gun manufacturers that are that are the ones that subsidize the NRA to a large extent, or at least historically have. And here we are. Here we are. I I put this on the Supreme Court as much as anybody else, frankly. I, I think we should
12: change the narrative to where when they come back and say, um, uh, "Guns don't kill people; people kill people." It should we should say Republicans, okay, if people. Yes, guns don't kill people, but Republicans do.
1: Kill people. <laughs> there you go. By the so, way, it was Charles who, it was Charles Whitman in 1966 at the University of Texas who did the first mass shooting in the United States, um, or in the modern yeah. era, but. Um, uh, still, uh, it was it was the it was the the exception to the rule. Now, now what we're seeing is the rule. <laughs> Teresa in uh, Augusta, Georgia, watching us on YouTube. Hey, Teresa, what's on your mind today?
6: Oh, I don't know. I'm um, reacting to this lady shooting as uh, it's really. I guess I feel like the rest of the polls, I'm the I do not understand why it is so hard for someone on SNBC or CNN or even in the White House or the Congress to just say, it. these people do not care about you. These people, <laughs> they will justify killing babies yeah. so that they can have what the more they get the more they want they don't even care about the contradictions of saying life begins conception. but once that baby's born it's not life anymore right i mean what is so hard about this what is the difficulty i am 60 years old and i have been diagnosed with a mental illness and every time I turn around, everybody's trying to treat me with kids' gloves because they don't want me to get upset. What I see is after 60 years of the bull crap, I bought into the Reagan idea. If I worked hard and went to school, everything's going to work out for me? No, it didn't.
1: Yeah, I get There's it. Some milk, you I see get, what I, I'm
6: saying? I get Why it. Why anybody just connect it?
1: Yeah? No, it's I, you would think that people would put one, you know two and two together. You would think so. Teresa, thank you for the call. Nathan in uh, West Los Angeles. Hey Nathan, thanks for watching us on Facebook Live. What's up?
13: Yeah, a conservative's end game is more guns. As I look at my conservative friends on Facebook's posts today, you know, their comments are I'm sick, I'm sick of this happening. We need more armed guards in schools. There was an armed guard at this school. There was. They, yeah. You know, th- we're debating with a party that we as we know, facts don't matter. Um, and their response is more armed guard. Well, maybe their maybe
1: their next step is you know this this armed guard that this kid killed at the school had a had a semi-automatic pistol. Uh, if the uh, you know the news reports I'm reading are correct, and 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 that's the norm, you know, so you know you can't yeah. take out somebody with an AR-15 with a semi-automatic p- pistol. I mean, unless you get just a, a real lucky shot. So is the next right, it's step the thing that anti is always right. So is the next step that your friends are going to be proposing on Facebook that that uh, you know there should be pillboxes outside of you know the, uh, machine gun nests outside of public schools
13: possibly i think that you know republicans uh strategic republicans also look at the private school you know they, they tie these issues together and you know you look at like private schools have been taking steps to increase security and so i don't know if it's something they're thinking or not but of course that kind of ties into they are talking about it where, i will
1: share that yeah. with you on the other side of the break but they are talking about it out loud yes let's sure. use this as an yeah. excuse to end public schools thanks tom yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much, uh, Nathan. I, it, 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 this is this is just this is beyond the pale. I mean, you know, with this and then on top of this, you know, you, you've got a racially motivated shooting a week ago, which we also did a whole day on. And uh, obviously, it's going to take a hell of a lot more than a day to get the uh, racism. Re- re- resolved. Jesus. That's even dreaming, right? Resolving racism, resolving uh, school shootings. We got such a long ways to go. Juanita in Presser, Washington. Hey, Juanita, what's on your mind?
10: We have gun laws in this state. And uh, on March 25th, Ensley signed a bill that banned any kind of gun clip that, didn't, that held more than 10 rounds. We also have red flag laws where the police or a family member can commission, commission, petition the court to take weapons away from someone who's mentally ill mm-hmm. in this state. Also, no, uh, if there's a pri- private sale of guns, mm-hmm. between they have to do a background check. None of this, you know... The seller has to have one.
1: Now, are any of those uh, laws in suspended animation right now because they're being no, sued? No, no, oh,
10: no. Oh, that's great. Not at this point. Also, guns that are being inherited, they even restrict, okay, somebody dies, they got a gun, they want, you know, the grandson, the habit of whatever. The immediate family is the only one that can get these guns. It'd be like a, a mother, father, mm-hmm. aunt, uncle, son, grandchildren. Other than that, you got to have a background check hmm. <laughs> to do that. And it's about an 18-page. It was, I think, done in 2018. They changed a whole bunch of these laws. Right. You, uh, you also mentioned about teachers and being armed. I have two family members who are teachers. They don't want to carry guns.
1: Right. Yeah, who, who and, does? I mean, it's, uh, okay. you're just as likely to kill yourself by accident.
10: Right. Well, the one thing is question come up well, what if the kid gets a hold of that gun right and from the teacher then what who's rival not the school the person that's right the teacher that's right and then there and everybody's complaining about what teachers are teaching and now they want to arm them yeah I mean if they're not good enough to teach why arm them
1: yeah 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 it's and, and there's a lot of internal in, inconsistencies in their logic
10: and and the shooting at Parkland down in Florida, mm-hmm. the, there was an armed guard there.
1: Yes. And there was an armed guard did, at Columbine, and there was an armed guard here in yeah. Texas yesterday. Yes, so and, these
10: people, though, they, they need to do something. Universal background check. But anyway... Yeah. We do have red flag laws in this state.
1: Okay. okay. Well, good to know, Juanita. I'll, I, I, I should do a, we should do a deep dive on that. Maybe get uh, Jay Inslee or, or some politician from Washington State on to talk about that. That's, uh, that's good to know. Brian in Tacoma, Washington, listening on KB, KCB, KBCS. Hey, Brian, what's up? <laughs>
14: Yeah, hi. Uh, Yesterday you had, uh, um, you know, the stat after you're talking about how many right-wing, you know, extremists like for, um, you know, mass shootings and stuff. And you you had that study that said 75% were right-wing, 20% 20%, I think, 21% were Islamic, and 5% were left-wing. And those numbers are staggering enough. But I think it doesn't really even do service to the to the to the problem or the you know the research or whatever because those twenty percent Islamic terrorism should also be lumped in with like fundamentalist extreme you know right wing terrorism you know uh, mass attacks. I mean it's really that's 95%, a good point. In other
1: words, the Muslim terrorists are right wingers just like the Christian terrorists here in the United States.
14: T- totally, totally, and so it's I, I mean seventy five percent to like. 5% left wing versus right wing and then if you move islamic 20% out of that it's still staggering enough but yeah. it's really it like like yes technically it's in service to in theory to a different you know a different deity a different book or whatever but it's the same thing it's like hey i my religion tells me to do this and i'm going to force that on you so it's 95% 5% you know
1: yeah you know. That's that's a it's a uh, uh, it's an important point, Brian, and and I and I think it also highlights the fact that um, the use of violence to achieve political ends is something that is is largely a function of the right, I, I, I uh, or at least of authoritarians. Let's put it that way. I, uh, the left right is, is not always a useful descriptor. For example, you know was Stalin a lefty or a, or a righty? I mean, he he was running a communist country. There was no free enterprise. You know, the the every to each according to his needs, from each according to his abilities. You would think that that's all left wing, but I would argue that Stalin was the ultimate right winger. He was a, a total screaming, flaming, murdering authoritarian. Um, but then, you know, there are people on the right. I mean, you know, Barry Goldwater wouldn't have called him that. So, um, I, I I don't know. I These Labels I mean, get I, really confusing or or less useful. Uh, go ahead, Brent.
14: Yeah, I. I I would agree that Stalin was a right winger as far as, as far as I see it, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, if the left wing is going to, like, resort to, like, violence or something, then more, almost show me many examples, more than a handful, that aren't like, you know, they might blow I, up. Like
1: I knew those wall. folks back in the day, Brian. I knew, When I was in SDS at Michigan State University, there were a couple of people. Uh, one of them ended up in prison for a lot of years until Bill Clinton pardoned her, um, who spun yeah. out of our group. Uh, specifically to go off and bomb buildings and blow things up. Now, none of them were talking about killing people. That happened, but it was usually collateral damage. But still, they were all in favor of using violence. My, and I knew a couple of them, and my sense of them was that they were absolute, you know, to use Carl Jung's uh, terminology, judges rather than perceivers. They were black and white people. The world was either, you know, you were either good or evil. And yeah. that that worldview, in my opinion, is an authoritarian worldview, even though they said that they were doing these things, you know, to promote the interests of, of you know, racial and, and economic justice in the United States, which was the original mandate of SDS and then and, and ultimately yeah. the war in Vietnam as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a, the whole conversation is a fascinating one. Brian, thanks a lot for the call.
10: What makes a life a good one?
1: George in Cripple Creek, Virginia. Hey, George, what's on your mind today?
10: Hey,
13: Tom. Yeah, great show. Do you think is the minimum, minimum the uh, Senate will pass uh, enhanced background checks and minimum 21 to buy assault weapons?
1: I would hope that they could at least pull that off, George. What, what do you think? Yeah, that, that's for to be up at the minimum we should get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have best practices now in this country. We have we have a, a, a little short of a dozen states that have uh, death rates that are you know, below seven per hundred thousand people. Um, Hawaii is way down at three and Connecticut is around five. And, um, you know, California is at seven because they've got fairly comprehensive gun control laws. And then we've got states that, you know, where it's 20 and 30 Gun deaths per 100,000 people in states like Alabama, Mississippi, um, you know, where there's basically no gun control laws. And so you would think that people would say, why are we all dying like this? But I I don't know. I don't know. There's
13: a quick minute. Remember that caller about Normandy? Yeah. I think it was uh, Brigadier General Teddy Roosevelt Jr. who got tired of orders to uh, hold the beach and led the charge off the beach. Really?
1: Yeah. Wow, just mm-hmm. just like his daddy, I mean, you know, charging San Juan Hill against yeah. orders. Yep. That's amazing. Okay, George, thanks a lot for that. i to d- enjoy
9: it, and have a good week.
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you. You too. Good talking to you. Brian in Joliet, Illinois. Hey, Brian, what's on your mind today?
9: Hi Tom, hope you're doing well. This is in the form of a question. Uh someone gave me a uh newspaper I never heard of before and in the in the context of an article, uh, you would know more about this than I would. It's a true or false. I'm just asking. It's just a sentence. It states within this article, uh in 2006, it was announced that a subsidiary of Halliburton had been awarded a uh $385 million contract to build American detention facilities. Are you aware of that, uh, given the dangerous uh, fascist trends today, uh, true or false? Do you know anything about it?
1: I I couldn't speak to the specifics of that, Brian. Halliburton is a big government contractor, and we've been passing out big government contracts to build detention facilities. Whether they have gone to Halliburton or not, I can't speak to it.
9: But do you know if such a thing is a reality?
1: Oh, sure. yeah. Government contracts to build detention facilities are definitely a reality. And, and Halliburton being a government contractor that has gone way beyond just being an oil company is definitely a reality. Whether the two uh, came together in that specific uh, example, I, I just don't know.
9: The implications of such things are uh, very dangerous to democracy. I agree.
1: <laughs> I I thank agree. you so much, Tom. Yeah, thanks a lot, Brian. Good talking to you. Rick in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Hey, Rick, what's up?
13: My concern is the uh, area of the what call called the Arab banks regarding climate. You mean the ocean coast of
1: North and South Carolina, that, those other right, banks? There,
13: there's various news stories, news stories about the ocean has gone up feet but when it just 10 years ago so people decided to put up their house on stilts well wrong because the houses are still being taken out because the water is rising so fast and pulling with the sand so the next solution was to put a 20 foot wall up and engineers said well that will help but maybe only 20% of people uh, people need to really take this so seriously mm-hmm. when there's so much independent evidence, not even from scientists, of what's happening. A hundred and what, 24 degrees in Pakistan for 120 degrees in India and the United States on the West Coast? Of yeah, 116, 116 degrees, degrees. degrees. I mean, it's like people are not listening. Yeah. This is reality.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it absolutely is. And it's, and it's uh, weather wilding is what we're getting right now. And, uh, you know, and, and this is all, let us not forget, this is all the result of the fossil fuel industry, which knew about this 60 years ago, lying to us for decade after decade after decade. And, and they're continuing to lie to us, and they're continuing to fund climate denialism, and they're continuing to fund the Republican Party, which continues to officially say that climate change is a hoax. Donald Trump continues to say climate change is a hoax. I mean, it's insane. Rick, spot on. Thank you so much for the call. George in San Jose, California. Hey, George, what's on your mind today?
14: Uh, I want to tell you that uh, Donald Trump was the most virtuous president we've ever had. Let me explain. Okay you know how you always say that it all started with reagan which yeah. i totally agree with yeah. uh, what reagan did right off the bat was to eliminate common sense and make lying a virtue
1: oh and therefore uh, trump therefore, having told thirty thousand lies in his five years was a very, the most virtuous yeah by the, by the standards of the reagan administration i suppose you're right <laughs> Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cutting cutting taxes increases government revenue. Uh, uh-huh. Doing away with unions increases wages. Uh, right. You know, cutting pollution laws makes the air cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, George. That was a good one. Thank you, Thomas in Independence, Kentucky. Hey, Thomas. What's on your mind today?
8: Hey, Tom. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. I have nothing but respect. Thank you. Um, I had a question for you. I thought I should have looked it up before I called, but when the U.S.
1: government does the census, do they count fetuses? No, not to the best of my knowledge. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm virtually a hundred percent certain that they don't uh, ask if you're right, pregnant.
8: There, or not. Well, what I'm asking is if they don't count fetuses,
1: isn't that an admission by our
8: government that a fetus is not yet a human being?
1: Well, I mean, it's not inconceivable that the census would want to know how many people are pregnant, just not. To count people, but to anticipate population trends. Um, yeah, but
3: they can't actually count them. You know, is what I'm thinking—if they're not born. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be quite so emphatic in saying no. I'm, I'm no census yeah. expert here. Um, and well, yeah, yeah, we and should look this up. Not looking, <laughs> no, it's all good, Thomas. It it's all good, Thomas. But your point is well made, and 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 that is that you know, there's all these different areas of life where. Where uh, uh, you know we don't we don't provide for child support during the first nine you know during the nine months of pregnancy we don't you know right. uh, Republicans don't want to even provide health care sadly um, so yeah. yeah I get you, I get your point Thomas thank you for the call Les in Winnemucca Nevada hey Les what's on your mind today
9: No morning Tom I, I just wanted to say that I think Manchin would probably vote for the bill because he knows that Christian cinema is going to vote against it anyway but that's that's how, my main thing about what i want to Are you I, I live in a real right-wing district here, okay mm-hmm. and the one and i'm a lefty and the one thing we all agree on all of us agree is that they, we need to get the money out of our elections yep. and there's too much money in politics yep. now we all agree on this so I think overturning Citizens United via a constitutional amendment might be the way to go. Because I'll tell you what, the people want the money out of the election. Yeah. They, they hate the guys sitting there working half a day. Tried to raise
1: money instead of working for the people. Yeah, I'm I'm completely know? with you, Les, and and move to amend.org has been working on this forever. There's a lot to do there. There's a lot to do.
2: You're listening to Tom Hartman. Visit Tom for audio and video archive.
1: Because the bottom line is, the, this entire cancer at the core of our democracy of big money was given to us by the Supreme Court by a bunch of bought off Republicans on the Supreme Court. Dave in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Hey, Dave, what's on your mind today? Hey, Tom. Uh,
15: Last hour, I was out working in the yard listening, and you had a caller, if I heard correctly, and he was like kind of being dismissive of the bullet that was being used that murdered those kids. And I know you got back at saying that, my God, they had to do DNA and all of this because some of these were so disfigured from it. And you know, because I believe he was saying, well, it's 223, you know, like it's a juiced up twenty two. Oh, I think there. he
1: was just, just kind of displaying his but, expertise. <laughs>
15: yeah, well, <it laughs> being, it's a, you know, it was a 55 gram bullet. And like I was explaining, trying to explain to the to the screener, I, it didn't want to be wonky, but it's the casing behind it that the charge that it sends, it sends it over 3,200 feet per second, right. that bullet. Which is faster they, than the speed of sound. Yeah, and they incorporated it. it during vietnam at the beginning because it was lighter you know for the soldiers to carry and if they hit the vc or the enemy say they hit him in the shoulder you didn't it ricochet off of the bone because it, you know and you didn't know where it come out it could come out in the abdomen it could come out in the thigh
1: right it was more deadly dave you just vanished there, you for know. a second there you go okay you're back
15: yeah yeah and then the um, but uh you know, some people have uh, oh, it comes tumbling out of the barrel. Don't tumble out of the barrel. It's when it hits something because there's right. a rifling in it. Then uh, the um, that that demon that did the killing. You know, like it's been said before already that the gun probably costed somewhere around seven hundred dollars each, and he got two of them. And he also had seven extra clips at about thirty bucks a clip. Yeah. And uh, bullets, like I've had this catalog magazine thing that you know. That you could buy the guns, clips, all the stuff, and that, and and you could get, say, like for 500 rounds, it cost 350 bucks, or roughly, for 500 rounds. And I understand; I think he had more even. Yeah. But uh,
1: you know, some of these and, guns, gun shops, and some of the manufacturers, in fact, are now offering financing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, so, no money yeah, down. They, <laughs> they
15: they need to do like years back. I, I had mentioned to uh, Kay that to. Uh, you need a micro or else I guess they got, like, micro stamp, these yeah.
1: bullets. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And there's there's ways to do that. Dave, thanks a lot for the call. Thanks so much for being with us today. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. In the meantime, don't forget, democracy is not a spectator sport. So get out there, get active. Tag, your it. Yes, this is going to take all of us. And I think we have an extraordinary opportunity this fall. I really and truly do. I'm, I'm more optimistic than I've been in years. Be good to yourself and the people around you.
2: You've been listening to Tom Hartman. For audio and video archives, visit TomHartman.com.